Hey, good morning. It's Chris. I'm out here in West Texas with my old friend David Garza. He brought me out here. It's early in the morning. I just woke up. But he brought me out here to work on some music for a couple of weeks and kind of get away from the usual routines. We're on a 3,000 acre pecan farm that's also a recording studio near El Paso. And we are about 100 miles from where Jeff Bezos flew to space a few days ago. And, you know, yesterday I had intended to release a new paper that I think is really important for every human being, and um, not egotistically, but from the standpoint of facing the environmental crisis that we're in right now with the best possible understanding of how to respond not that I understand the best possible understanding, but that we have built our society on a number of paradigms that are not about reality in the sense that we have taken the life support system of the planet for granted. And the life support system, reality is our reality. And we now have really pushed past the point of continuation for the life support system because of humanity's big expansion and of course, now the climate is in the condition that it's in. So <clears throat> seeing more news about people going to space and coming back again, it, it strikes cynicism in me to say the least. First of all, you know, I, I don't understand what the big deal is about taking a carnival ride to space. We have been doing that since the 50s and um, now are the main difference is some some private investors are paying for this trip and so more people can go but you know really all there is to do from the life support system reality standpoint is just go up into the atmosphere then go outside of the atmosphere experience zero gravity and turn around and come back this paper that i mentioned is called the value of biosphere earth and then it has a subtitle equals all GDPs plus all lives. Our concept of reality, I believe now, after all of the study I've been doing, is really rooted in wealth monarchies and the idea that whatever's best for sort of the people who have the most is best for society, is best for life. And of course, this is a very recent human idea. The problem, I think, is that it's worked really well as development has come along and provided so well for so many of um, the sort of white privileged people and people that can get into that Western European and, and certainly dominant American empire world. And it has subjugated too many other people in order to create that wealth monarchy system and, and propagate it. But the truth of the matter is these wealth monarchies are you know, they go back maybe to the Romans, maybe to the Queen of England, depending on how you want to look at it, maybe to colonization and the, um, the creation of capitalism here in America and the, the creation of materialistic economy. They're not the way life works. They're not the way the planet works. And Bezos shooting up into outer space and Branson doing it a couple of weeks ago and all this fascination that we have with it really just underscores the fact that this is, uh, Bezos said, this is the best planet. We've looked at all the other planets in our solar system, and this is the best planet. You know, that's, that's the ultimate understatement. This is the only planet that can host life in the known universe. We've explored 
NASA has explored with you know extreme, extremely advanced technology, over 4,400 planets, and at best there are a couple that have signs of microbial life. There was one a few years ago people got excited about because it was only 4.2 light years away. Then it turned out that that planet gets blasted by solar radiation that's 14,000 times greater than anything we have on Earth, sometimes more than once in a day. So that planet won't work, and that's the nearest one. That's uh, Proxima, Proxima Centauri b. By modern technology, that planet is over 70,000 years away by, by modern space travel technology. So the point being, space is effectively a dead end as a solution to what plagues humanity right now, which is our inability to stop self-destruction of our life support system. Now, when you think about why are we in this paradigm of you know, economic values before life support system values, and, and why do we believe so strongly that we can't change that? It's because of the wealth monarchy system that we have evolved as a society and a culture inside of. And this wealth monarchy reality is, has certainly been good for business. I'm not trying to uh, poo-poo the fact that I'm one of the beneficiaries of the wealth monarchy system, being a, a white guy born in Texas in the 70s. I've had a lot of privilege and a lot of support for anything and everything I've tried to do with myself in my life, and, and I greatly appreciate that. I've also been acutely aware of how unequally that privilege has been distributed. And more so than placing um, a value on, you know, down with the king or something like that, that we need to overthrow the wealth monarchy. I think what makes the most sense now, given the severity of the crisis that we are in, is to call on private wealth to be the solution. And so if you've been following the things that I've been posting and um, writing, you know this is an idea that I've been talking about for several years, and I'm basically gaming up. We're in a, a, a phase with biointegrity now that is about case building. And so this fundraising moment is just sort of arbitrary uh, to this calendar as we continue to move forward on the bigger goals for biointegrity, which is to help make the world a more biospherically aware culture that we depend on other living things 100% to exist, not just to survive, but that there's, a, there's an easy paradigm of continuation that you can see in the history of the way the, the planet was put together, and that we're recent, uh, recent arrivals in that paradigm. But we need to get, we, we need to really change the way that culture is organized and society is organized and the economy functions and we need to do it fast. And so calling on the wealth holders on earth right now to be the people that transition our economy from one that is dominantly about whatever's best for business to one that invests in harmonizing itself rapidly with biospheric reality, that we are dependent upon a wilderness economy, a wilderness continuum to survive. And that the thing that's most phenomenal about life on Earth is that it's only on Earth. There is no wilderness on another planet. There is no four billion year history 
of microbial life on any other planet, there is nowhere to go. There is no planet that seems to host even a single microbe that we will ever access in our lifetimes. And now is our chance and now is our opportunity. Now it's also essential that we move as fast as we can. So I just wanna give you these thoughts. I had intended to release the paper yesterday, The Value of the Biosphere, or The Value of Biosphere Earth, um, and it needs a little more time. So I feel pretty confident it'll be out next week. I'll have a, a video for you then as well. And as I close out this fundraising request, which is simply, we're looking for 40 people to donate $10 a month to BioIntegrity to better solidify just the bill paying aspect of where the nonprofit is at now. And um, then we'll have reached our fundraising goal and uh, we can move on to bigger and better things, which will be after case building, organization building, and working on campaigning to really, really change the conversation. I, I was looking yesterday at the new UN document for the Convention on Biodiversity, and it has many, many, many great things in it. And I really admire the people who have dedicated their lives to creating an accord between, I don't know how many countries, to protect biodiversity. What it lacks though, I think three critical points that biointegrity can really, really help change. Number one, recognition that biodiversity is the biosphere. It's this wilderness continuum and this diversity of life that made humanity come into existence and that is keeping us alive right now. Biosphere is everything to us. Number two, that the guardians of the biosphere are not the nations, not these powerful economic entities that created the accord, but right now it's the indigenous people who still have occupation of their ancestral lands. And so the paradigm shift that we need to make is to empower indigenous leadership on earth, especially for those who are on their ancestral lands now. They are the guardians of our life support system. And then number three, I think uh, in short, again, what's missing from this accord is the idea that we call on private wealth primarily to be the change, saying that you know everyone that has a net worth of say $30 million or more and every, every entity that has a net worth of around that amount of money should put 5% or 1% or some significantly small portion of their wealth right now into advancing humanity by protecting the remaining wilderness, by regrowing the wilderness continuum, especially for the vital organ ecosystems, and then as well by transitioning the economy away from being self-destructive. We have this consume without replenishment economy. We're creating more emissions and more toxic waste than certainly the planet can contain and continue to host us. All of these things and more have to change. We really shouldn't be manufacturing with new materials anymore. We need to figure out how to get through these things with the same spirit that was applied to creating electric cars and we need to fix electric cars. We need to fix the mining and the, the disposal of the waste and, and the, uh, so on and so forth. I believe all these things can be done. One of the great things about Elon's work is he's proved to us that everything is possible. We have the mathematics. We just have to really focus that ingenuity on biospheric paradigm reality or life support system reality. So anyway, I would like to read the names of the people who donated since just a week ago. We had a huge outpouring the week of my birthday. Thanks again to everybody then. And then since then, I want to say thank you, Jason Molin, Andy Murphy, Jeff Haley, Kari Ramachandran, Anita Knight, Joel De La Garza, Glenn Fukunaga, 
Sasha Piper and Luis Guerra and Natalia, Laura Mordecai and Kent and Carol Hemmingson, and really to all of the, the loved ones of the, these donors as well, who I, m many of them I know personally, and it means a lot to me to have your support. So I wish you a, a great weekend, and um, I'm asking for your help to take these messages about the value of the biosphere to the next level. I will continue to work on this idea of living in the life support system paradigm as our fundamental shift that will get us out of the environmental crises, which also embedded in it is a resolution of a lot of the other negativities that have come from the wealth monarchy system, the racism, the misogyny, the subjugation of people who are, have less than. There is uh, really a requirement that we move in this direction now and that we employ the best of ourselves, all 7.8 billion of us, in the project of caring for the only life support system in the known universe and restoring Earth's biospheric integrity. So thank you very much and uh, talk to you soon.